Hello, good friends, and welcome to Don't Be Talkin'. Join myself and my sidekick, Megan, as we chat about some truths and nonsense. Whether you're driving in your car, taking a nice hot bath, or sipping on a cold drink on your patio, you're invited to get silly with us. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Don't Be Talkin'. I got my sidekick, Meg, here with me again today and probably every day. Say hi, Meg. Hi, damn right I'm here every day. (laughs) That's right. I wouldn't have it any other way. Didn't even mean for that to rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) See, when I need to write song lyrics, none of that comes up. I can't write song lyrics to save my life. (laughs) (laughs) I love you like a cow goes moo. (laughs) Hey, do not steal my best lyric, okay? (laughs) Um, So today, what we want to do is basically, obviously, go into a Quarren win and a Quarren fail, because that is the theme so far uh, while we're still in quarantine. So (laughs) I love that you're not giving up on the Quarren. I'm never giving up on it, man. Like, this whole thing is going to have to be over before I give up on it. So it's probably going to be a couple of years. Um, I'll just apologize in advance. (laughs) <laughs> okay so um okay meg i want to know what your core and win is okay since last we spoke let's see okay i am very um well not good with technology okay i can figure my way around but social media like i have a facebook because apparently that's an old thing to have now and an instagram <laughs> but um i've heard all about tiktok forever and i just I refused to get it. I don't know why. I just never did. But I finally broke down and got it. And um, my little godson in my double bubble, uh, he wanted to make a video with me. So with permission from his parents, we I made my first TikTok video. That is my win. And it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And it's gotten some views, which shocks me. <laughs> that is awesome. I know. And I just got TikTok as well. And I thought, you know, that I was going to refuse to get that for a little while longer, <laughs> but I got it. And it's so much fun. I've been cracking up at all the videos ever since I got it the other day. And I started oh making my, my own videos. It's, it's listen, during this quarantine, that is, I, you got to do what makes you laugh and TikTok makes me crack up every day (laughs) oh me too like I watched videos nonstop since I downloaded it but I haven't I haven't made any until last night with my with my little man and uh, it was so funny because he had this big plan for the video and we got it done and I figured it out that's another thing I managed to figure out how to do it and so that was my win I feel like I have mastered technology now (laughs) Yes. Well, speaking of technology, uh, sorry, everybody, for the quality of the audio in the last couple episodes. Like I said, you know, uh, this is new to me to edit this and uh, we're working obviously apart from each other. And my toddler turned the uh, the setting on my mic to something else. And I didn't realize that because I thought that I had laid it down and it was where I put it last. But um while my husband was watching him, he went over and grabbed the mic and he must have changed the setting. I didn't realize until after the, the recording. And then we didn't want to go back and re-record because it's just not authentic that way. It wouldn't have been the same. So um, I may have lost listeners. I don't know, but I hope not. <laughs> and I hope uh, it will get better from here because I think we've figured out a few of the glitches. So Yeah, we'll figure out more as it goes too. Like this is new and this is difficult being distanced. Too. And Kim, you're doing all the work with all this. So, I mean, obviously, I just figured out TikTok. So, clearly, I'm not doing the editing. 
<laughs> well, oh man, you're, you're, uh, you're patient though, because I keep, well, I mean, this is the first time we really did a, a crazy test where we tested three or four different ways before we started recording. So, um, so thanks for your patience because we were supposed to start recording this episode an hour ago. We've just been fiddling with mics and all this stuff. So, so I, I think uh, we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so what is my win? My win, this uh, this corn win for me, would be getting a, a baby shower gift to our friend uh, because she's due in two weeks. <laughs> Her baby shower was canceled, obviously, due to COVID-19. So everybody has just been sending gifts or dropping them off on our doorstep. And I finally... I didn't have tissue paper, so I didn't want to give her the gift without any tissue paper. I was like, it just doesn't look finished. So I kind of kept everything here. So it was kind of in a mini quarantine. And then I uh, finally got tissue paper and I did say to her that I was going to wrap it in toilet paper since maybe that was more useful. But (laughs) I, I did go out and get confetti uh, tissue paper. And anyway, I finally dropped it off today and she's due in two weeks. So I'm just happy I did it before the baby came. And, um, uh, just with, I don't know why it's so hard to get out of the house. I mean, that's the only thing I have to do is to put my kid in the car and drive around, but some days, uh, it's a challenge. Listen, putting a toddler in a car is a challenge in its own right. So I get it. (laughs) It is. And he's, he's just such a rascal Uh, now getting him in, in the car and, well, doing anything with him, really putting on his shoes, whatever it is, he just, he arches his back and has a full on tantrum. And I I thought that that was terrible twos and he's only 15 months. So I'm just kind of hoping that he's going through everything a bit early and that he'll be out of it earlier. I don't know. Oh, that's (laughs) wishful thinking, I think, but I hope. (laughs) I hope so too. Well, Um, honestly though, that is a win. Your, your ability to drop off a package because I had that for the same friend. I had the the gift direct delivered to her door because if it came to me first and I was the middleman, the kid would be three before she got it because I'm awful at delivering things and getting to all the people. <laughs> well, I was going to send something uh, through Amazon or as you would say, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, I figured, you know what? I was heading out and I saw a couple of things as I was out getting things for my kids. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to get it now. There's and, and then I could wrap it up and stuff. But but yeah, I'm glad she got it. <laughs> That's, I'm, I mean, I'm so excited for it. It's got to be awful to, to not be able to see anybody and not be able to celebrate. It must be so difficult. Oh my God. I, honestly, being pregnant is tough and then having a baby is tough obviously and going through that in a in the middle of a pandemic has to be super tough because I mean it's already isolating enough and then you can't have any help right well besides obviously whoever's in your household and and in your double bubble but um but it's still it's not like a bunch of friends can come by and do your dishes for you or hold the baby while you shower you know there's it's, it's not that easy anymore. So I, I, my heart goes out to everybody who's pregnant and, you know, or home with a baby or about to have a baby, you know, it's gotta be tough on them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know firsthand, but I can only imagine what that would be like. Yeah. I mean, I held, I, or I held nothing back, uh, when telling you about my pregnancy and my birth experience, Megan knows literally everything. 
<laughs> I had the baby on my chest for a matter of maybe 10 minutes and I was like, we got to FaceTime Megan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so funny because I had woken up, like I told you to call me the minute you went into labor. Like I needed to know, I didn't care what time of day or night it was. And I had woken up like five minutes before I got the text from you at like four o'clock in the morning. And that text came in and then I was supposed to call our friend Keith to let him know just so you didn't have to make like 16 phone calls to say, I'm going to have a baby. (laughs) You had other things going on in your brain at that point, I imagine. Um, So I called Keith and I'll never forget his reaction because I mean, like most people, when you're woken up out of his sleep that early in the morning or that late, depending on who you are, (laughs) you're, you're cranky, right? Or as we would say, you're crooked. And I called, um, so I called Keith and it was like, he immediately was like, hello. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I want to know what your corn fail is. My corn fail. Okay. Let's see. Um, okay. Well, I mean, again, back to TikTok. uh, for the longest time I called it the TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a grandma. (laughs) I really am. I really am. So the TikTok. And um, so I corrected that one, but then even today I had a, a headband on my head and I was talking to you and I said headbone. So there's your megasm for the day too. My headbone. Head, headbone. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay. I got to write that down. Uh, headbone. I got to do it because I always have to save the meganisms or megasms. Well, I call them megoisms because I call her mego, but whatever. And then all of it works. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, what is my fail? Oh, right. Yeah, so, I, you know, every night or every day I say I'm going to go to bed early because my son, as you may know from listening to the last episodes, he just hasn't been sleeping very well. And so every night I'm so tired by 4 o'clock in the day and I keep saying to my husband, I'm going to bed early tonight. As soon as Max goes to sleep, I'm just crawling into bed. And even though I have done that a couple of times, I'm still up until 12 o'clock or later and I don't understand it. And then he always wakes up, uh, you know, three to four times a night, um, you know, cause he has a, an ear infection and he's teething and whatever. But anyway, I, I'm kind of drove nuts and I'm, I can't, I can't catch up on the sleep. So I keep Okay, my fail is the ability to talk. <laughs> I've decided that my fail, I'm switching it from, okay, lack of sleep leads into me not being able to put together a sentence. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know what? You are sacrificing your nap time right now to record this. So good on you. <laughs> it's true. I, w- I really did feel like trying to take a nap, but I'm also not a very good napper. I wake up with my heart racing and like I've you know, done something terrible. <laughs> I, I've, I should have done the dishes instead of taking a nap, you know? So, yeah. I have the weirdest nap dreams when I take a nap. They're just bizarre. Like that's a, that's a whole other episode. I mean, there's one where I was wanted in Mexico for helping days of our lives characters escape from jail, like bizarre <laughs> dreams. Okay. That's going to be an episode about dreams. I like it. I like it. I have, I have a lot of reoccurring dreams, so that's going to be interesting to talk about. And I'd like to, I would love to have somebody on who actually studies that. That'd be amazing just to hear what they have to say about it. I feel like for me, that would be terrifying to have these analyzed because they're so messed up. Like what is, what does that say about me? (laughs) 
(laughs) My subconscious is a little weird, but okay. So we wanted to (laughs) talk about truth or nonsense. And what we're going to do is we're both going to say one statement each and the other is going to decide or guess whether or not it's truth or nonsense. So yeah, if you, if you have one, you can go ahead. Um, let me think. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I once accidentally ordered a prostitute in a restaurant. Um, in a restaurant? Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say nonsense. Oh, unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh in my, my defense, though, let me, let me explain, because out, without context, that sounds awful. But yeah. in my defense, <laughs> it was in another language. It was in French. And I, I mean, slang French is still not my forte. And I was in France, uh, in in St. Pierre, and uh, I went to a takeout after having a few drinks, and instead of ordering a poutine, which is, you know, the Canadian delicacy of fries, cheese curds, and gravy, I ordered a poutine, which is essentially a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, Um, so I got that one wrong, obviously. Uh, (laughs) Let's see if you'll get mine right or wrong. So when I was traveling Southeast Asia, I went to Thailand, and we went to a restaurant where they had, um, like, the, the middle of the table was cut out, and there was a monkey head there that was chopped in half, and the monkey brains were there, and we ate monkey brains. Oh, my God. I feel like that's true because I've seen pictures of that. That's a real delicacy in that part of the world, right? So I feel it, like it is. I feel like that would be true. Well, it's half true. That was, that was true that we all sat around a table. I definitely didn't eat it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope. Yeah, I'll no, eat. I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll try different things, but for some reason, I mean, if that was, I don't know, this is going to sound bad, but if it was in some sort of pate and I, you know, it was on my plate or something, I probably could have eaten it. But when the monkey's head is there and you have to scoop it out of his skull, I was like, I can't, I don't know, I can't yeah. do it. It makes it very real. And that's something that we're not used to, that that, that delicacy here. So that's just a whole other mind-blowing thing. <laughs> That's right. But I was thinking, oh, you know, you got to try the different things in, in whatever culture you're immersed in. But I, uh, yeah, I sat down at the table and I just couldn't go through with it. <laughs> uh, when I was in New Orleans, I mean, I ate alligator sausage, but it, it looked like sausage. It didn't look like an alligator. So it was okay. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I had an alpaca steak when I was in Peru. And that was, oh. it was so good. Really, really? good. Okay, so I think that's everything when it comes to our truth or nonsense. So what we wanted to talk about today was paranormal experiences. So both Meg and I have had these, and I'm sure a lot of you have as well. So we just wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about our experiences. And whether or not you believe it, 
I mean, who really cares? So we don't even know if we believe it. So, I mean, <laughs> we believe that it happened. Obviously we were there, but, um, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes you question whether or not it's coincidence or whether or not it's real and who really knows. So Meg, uh, did you want to give us one of your stories first? Sure. This is one that happened to me when I was a kid, actually. I was uh, seven, I think. And my aunt, who was living with us at the time, had passed away. And I was very close with her. So it was a sad experience. And a child, you know, can't really deal with that mentally. I didn't really know what was going on, but I just knew that my aunt wasn't going to be around anymore. So I went to bed that night after her funeral. And I was upset. And of course, my parents were consoling me. And I finally fell asleep and I had a dream. Again, this goes back to my weird dreams. I had a dream where my aunt was sitting on my bed and woke me up like it was very real. Um, woke me up and said, don't cry for me. I'll always be with you. And she gave me this little heart pendant that she had with her name in it uh, in the dream and put it in the palm of my hand and then kind of lulled me back to sleep. And I woke up the next morning with the pendant in my hand. Oh. Uh yeah. So, I mean, I probably fell asleep with it. I'm a skeptic, so I always try to have to find a reason for it. I, I probably fell asleep with it and just forgot, but it was, I don't know. Like, it's just something that I can't explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. I, You yeah. know, you hear about these things all the time, and uh, there are some stories that are so out there that I, I wonder if it's true or not. But, I mean, why would people make it up? Now, some people would probably make it up just for attention. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. And I'm, I'm so obsessed with watching these paranormal shows and stuff like that, even though it freaks me out and I can't sleep after, but I do like watching it. Cause it's so interesting to me just to hear what other people's stories are. Oh, me too. I, it's, it's fascinating. And again, it's because I just don't know the explanation. So I try to rationalize it and try to figure out what possible explanations there could be, you know? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Okay. Um, one of my experiences when I was a kid, I don't know if this even is, I mean, to me, it's a paranormal experience, but, um, when I was a kid and they say kids are so sensitive to this stuff, I was out in my grandmother's house in St. Lawrence and we stayed in this room that everybody called Cindy's room. And I had an aunt Cindy who passed away when she was 16. So I never, ever met her, but everybody, um, my, my mom has 15 siblings and Cindy, uh, was obviously a, a huge deal to everybody when she passed away. That was, you know, their, oh, their little course. sister. And she had struggled her whole life. She had some rare disease that nobody even knows today what it was. Um, but her skin would almost burn off. It was almost like a flesh eating disease or something. Now my aunts and uncles could probably tell you a lot more about this. And, and obviously my mom, but, but just whatever treatments they were giving her, her skin would kind of peel off and, oh man, the poor girl, she was put through a lot and she had lost all of her hair, everything. So anyway, by the time she was 16, the treatments that they were doing weren't working and she passed away. So when I was in my grandmother's house and we were in Cindy's room, I mean, I didn't know that much about her at that time. I only asked when I got older, but I did know that she died. And I don't know if uh, I had an overactive imagination or if this was real, but every time I was in that room, I felt like she was there and she was watching me. And, and I would wake up 
and I would look directly into the closet because that's where I was facing and there was no door on the closet and I could see her sitting there. But I don't know if that was me dreaming or if that was me just with an overactive imagination. But every single time I was in that house and especially in that room, that's what I felt. Anywhere else in the house, I didn't feel it. But every time I was there, I I would wake up and I would be like, okay, Cindy, I just need to go to sleep now. I would actually say that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And I never, I never said anything to anybody because it scared the hell out of me. And I thought that everybody was going to think I was crazy if I said that. And also that's such a touchy subject to be like, um, hi nanny. I think your daughter's in the closet. You know, I mean, how do you say that? Yeah. But that feeling, though, of the like the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, you know what I mean? That just, oh. Yes. I, I always felt like I was being watched in that room, and I don't know how to explain it or why I felt that way, but nowhere else in the house did I feel that. So I was always oh, terrified man. to sleep in that room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, do you have any more stories? Oh, I mean, I got a few. Um Again, um, unfortunately, it's because of a death in the family. When I was 16, my, my dad passed away. And, of course, it was heartbreaking, and I was having a real hard time dealing with it. He had passed away in my cousin's house uh, while he was in St. John's for a doctor's appointment. And um, they had just moved into this house, too. So just as a side note, I feel so bad for my cousin because uh, they had just moved in like two weeks prior, and um, they've had the truck after truck of things coming. Their fire alarm was going off crazy one day, so the fire department had to show up. And, and then all of a sudden, an ambulance showed up and pulled somebody out in a body bag. So this was like their neighbors. That This was a rough time for them. Oh, um, wow. But anyway, I was having a hard time dealing with it. And a week after uh, his funeral, I was supposed to sing um, in a music competition, in a singing competition, the Qantas Music Festival. Um, a song about a grandfather passing away. Uh, it was a Newfoundland folklore uh, category, and I was supposed to sing this song. And, of course, I mean, it was all too real singing that song. So I called my accompanist and music instructor and told her that I, I just, I can't, I can't go. Like, that, my mom called. I didn't. I was, I was a little bit of a wreck. And called her and told her that I couldn't, I couldn't do this music festival. So that weekend, we decided instead of going to the music festival, we'd go into my cousin's place and just be around family. And not really thinking about the fact that this, this was where it happened. So when I got in the house, uh, I wanted to see the room. I wanted to go in the room. And I went in and I just said to my cousin and my mom, just give me a minute. Can I be in here alone for a minute? And of course, they were reluctant to leave me alone, but they did. And I shut the door and I turned off the light. And it was, it was nighttime. And I laid down on the bed and I was crying. And all of a sudden, the room just lit up like if there was like six different lights on the ceiling. I got this overwhelming feeling of warmth, like somebody had poured hot water on me or put like a heating pad all over my body. And I just felt really calm. And I got up and I turned on the light uh, and I walked out into the kitchen and I said, Mom, I want to go sing. And I did. And I went and did it. Yeah, I can't explain it. Maybe a car went down the road at that exact moment. And but it gave me peace. Like it gave me a peace of mind. It really helped me to get through it. Whatever oh that God, was, I got shivers. Yeah, whatever that was, but it was so weird. Like it got so bright that I was sure that they would have seen it out in the kitchen, but none of them mentioned it. Uh, like the yeah. room got really bright, 
and and it's like I was all of a sudden put in a furnace, but it felt really good and really warm and just I calmed down completely and I went out and I said I want to go. My mom called the accompanist. We went. I sang and I had like 30 people in the audience in tears. They came just to see me do this. Um, came and they were all bawling. My accompanist was crying at the piano and had to stop playing for a couple seconds because she couldn't see the, the note she was supposed to play. Oh my gosh. And I didn't shed a tear until after the song was over. When I walked back to my seat, I, before on my walk back, I cried. But I got through the entire song and I, I can't explain to you what came over me. It's just something that I can't explain. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really believe in this stuff before. I just thought there was no way that there were these spirits and all this kind of stuff. But I have to say, since I had my son, I've been there, there have been some weird things that are, you know, I keep feeling like they can't be coincidence. Um, I don't know. We lost a lot of our family members a couple of years ago and it all happened within a year. And there were four people who died within a year and it was all on my dad's side of the family. So three of really rough year. Yeah, it was really rough. Three of my uh, aunts and uncles and then, uh, well, my, my two aunts, my uncle and my grandmother. So they were all the same family and they all passed away. And, uh, I guess since then, things have kind of shifted for me. And I started to kind of believe a little bit because I had my uncle, my uncle was really, I was really close with him and he lived with my father. So they were buddies or bachelors. <laughs> they both went through a divorce. <laughs> they were like, ah, we'll move in together. So they lived together for a couple of years and they were fishing buddies and best friends and everything. So I was always over there and he was like another dad to me. And, um, I had asked, him once he he had passed away uh he had an aneurysm and it was sudden so it was really a big shock to all of us and I begged and begged whenever I'd go to sleep at night I begged and begged for him to just tell me he was okay and I I can't even tell you if you know like I said I didn't really believe in this stuff but for some reason I was just drawn to ask him to tell me he was okay and (laughs) A couple of nights later, I dreamt about him, but I honestly could feel somebody touch my hand and he, in my dream, said, I'm okay. And that's it. Then he was gone. Wow. Yeah. And I I was, I don't know. I kept, maybe you believe in this stuff because you really want to feel comforted like that. You know, maybe it's just what you need to heal at that time. And that's why you start believing in it. I don't know. But anyway, I was comforted. I felt like that was him just reassuring me that he's, he's feeling a lot better now, you know? Oh, see, that's, I mean, that's really nice though. I think maybe our subconscious maybe helps us to grieve, you know, and these things are there to help us get through for this sure. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for sure. one, I don't know, I'm sure you know this, but the theater where we worked, um, it's been known to say, people have said that it's haunted, right? That building? Yeah. 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 So, um, this is a, this is a weird story. Uh, my first year there, uh, my friend Lisa and I, we would drive back and forth the hour it took to get from our hometown to the theater instead of just living in the town where the theater was. we do the drive. And so we had, um, 
we'd stay over after rehearsal in the morning. We'd stay over in the town until until that evening with the performance because I mean to drive back an hour and drive drive back again just seemed like a complete waste of money and time. So we'd just stay over and hang out in the theater. And this one day, like I'd lock we'd lock ourselves in the theater. So the way the door was, it had a deadbolt on either side that you had to have a key to open. Like it wasn't a flick on one side and a key on the other. Both sides had a key access. So oh, I, I would lock, I would lock the theater. So only somebody with a key could come in and nobody was scheduled to be there until like seven o'clock that evening or six o'clock that evening. This is like two o'clock in the afternoon. So the building was empty. And, uh, as you know, only like an eighth of the building is actually the theater. The rest is like abandoned storage space kind of thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So, so creepy. It really is. So we went upstairs and we had these, you know, those blue gym mats that you have in school. We had a bunch of those for one of the shows we were doing. So Lisa and I, we took them and we piled them up and we kind of made a little bed so we could have a nap. And we were lying down on those and we fell asleep. And I woke up to somebody tickling my feet. Now, obviously, I thought it was Lisa because Lisa's no stranger to doing stuff like that. Like once I fell asleep on the couch in the dressing room while we were there hanging out alone and I woke up to her drawing me with like a pad and a pencil. So she's like, <laughs> she's good like that. She's good to be strange and wake me up and try to scare me. But she was sound asleep. I look over at her. She was sound asleep. And then she wakes up and says, Megan, stop tickling my feet. I'm like, what the hell? Both of our eyes just wide open, stare at each other. And we sit up and we could hear footsteps, but nobody was there. Oh. It was oh, so creepy. weird. And people always say that the, you know, quote unquote, ghost that haunts the theater is a little girl. And, uh, yes. and we could hear giggling and stuff. And it was like sometimes. And it was just bizarre. There were these two little handprints on the feeling one day in the bathroom when we got there and okay oh my god it's freaking me out because I have a story about that too oh it was so weird like oh so weird yeah well I mean when we were working there uh this was not the same year that this happened to you guys but when we were there I don't know if you remember me telling you this story but I showed up for our show call um an hour earlier than what the call actually was I said I'll just like I ran down to the theater and, and I just figured I'd uh, just, why not go in? I, I should say I was out for a run and then I, I just decided to go on in. <laughs> That's why I didn't just run to the theater for no reason. Um, anyway, and I went in and I went into the, the dressing room and the way that the dressing room is obviously mirrors all around. And then you go up the stairs to this little bathroom with a shower and whatnot. So I was putting on my makeup and I thought I, I heard somebody up there and you could access the bathroom from a different way as well. So I just assumed, you know, that was one of our, uh, our coworkers and I could hear singing up there and it sounded like a little girl's voice. And so I just assumed that it was our friend Colleen and our friend Colleen has this really soft, sweet voice that sounds really young. So to me, I just thought that it was her. She was up there getting ready. And then she walked in through the door and I was like, Oh no, oh my <laughs> God. the hell is upstairs. And I was like, I got, I got to go up and look. There was nobody there. Oh, so, see, like, Oh, 
that's the same bathroom that you saw the handprints in. And that freaked me out from then on. I was like, I am not going into that theater and getting ready before anybody else shows up. I am too freaked out. Well, the thing is, I don't think you need to be alone to have these experiences there because there was once we were like, we were directly backstage, like waiting for our call to go through the curtain for the show. Um, and there was one cast member who wasn't in the opening scene, Jen, because she was in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And um, we were backstage waiting, and we could hear singing really loudly uh, coming from the dressing room, like far back in the dressing room is what it sounded like. But it was really loud. We're like, God, Jen, why is Jen singing? She should know we're going on in like 30 seconds. They can hear her out front, right? And uh, so we asked her about it when we got, when intermission came, we're like, Jim, why were you singing? Why were you singing? Like opening? She's like, I wasn't singing. I'm like, well, who was singing? Because all five of us heard it uh, backstage. But Jim's like, I didn't hear anything. She couldn't hear anything backstage but the, oh, in the dressing room. But the five of us backstage could hear really loud singing. And I asked somebody, a friend of mine who was in the audience that night, I asked them, like, was anybody in the audience? Like, was there a kid out in the audience singing? And they're like, no. Oh, that's so creepy. Right? Oh, so creepy. You know, I, um, I have a couple more too that I experienced when I was a kid. My friend had moved to Ontario and she, um, she had kind of befriended this girl whose mother practiced, uh, uh, oh my God, Wicca? Is it Wicca? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm second guessing it for some reason. But yeah, she was Wiccan, I guess. Anyway, so a lot of people think that it's all witchcraft and whatever. But I think Wicca basically just means you're in touch with the earth. Yes, you go into the the forest and whatever just to kind of practice meditation and to be with your... Uh, I guess to be one with the earth. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. I read about this years ago, but I really can't remember at the moment. But anyway, they were into kind of calling on spirits and doing seance. So when she moved back to Newfoundland, she asked me if we wanted to do a seance. I was totally freaked out by it. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That's like, that's terrifying to me. But eventually she kept talking about it and I said, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Cause she was telling me all these stories and I was super skeptical. I, I just thought she was full of shit to be honest. And so I was like, all right, let's see if this is real then. So she kept, so we had a bunch of candles and she knew what candle was for what, you know, Oh, the white candle just means we're going to attract a good spirit. And this candle is for this and whatever the hell, I don't know. Um, so we were sitting in my room, my parents were in bed and we were having a sleepover. So we were probably about 14, maybe 13, 14 at the time. And I had a budgie bird and in the middle of the night, or well, I guess before we'd all go to sleep, we would put a blanket over the budgie cage just so he could sleep. Cause they, they need a little, um, enclosed space. Yeah. And so we did that and he would never make a sound when he was in his cage at night. So she called on all these spirits and nothing was happening. And then I said, well, my grandfather passed away recently. Why don't we call on him? Obviously that's a terrible idea. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was 13. So I thought it was going to be cool and I could probably talk to my grandfather. And she said, okay, well, if you're here, give us a sign. And, you know, she did all this stuff before. And then she said, if you're here, give us a sign. And the budgie bird started freaking out. He was going, 
and like flapping in the cage and freaking out and freaking out. And I, I thought it was just a coincidence that maybe, you know, the cat got at him or something or hauled the blanket off. But um, she then said, okay, stop. And as soon as she said stop, he stopped. Oh, my I, God. I literally I like, have goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Just stop it. Stop it. And so she was like, no, we should keep going. I was like, no, we're not keeping going. I got to stop this right now. And I started to bawl. I just started to cry because I didn't believe that this was real. But then I was thinking that had to be such a coincidence and it freaked me out. So I just had to stop. I couldn't go through with it anymore. (laughs) Wow. Again, I keep trying to find, like, the skeptic in me keeps trying to find some sort of explanation to it, but there's not. I can't. I don't know. I know. Well, (laughs) and, you know, I was thinking the cat probably ripped something off. So once we stopped, I did go out and I checked the cage and everything was still intact. The blanket was still there. And, and I mean, you know, people listening are probably like, oh, the budgie probably had a bad dream and freaked out. But it was so coincidental I mean how would he start as soon as she says give me a sign and stop as soon as she says stop and there was no other night that he freaked out like that you know so it it really makes me wonder oh absolutely by the way just a complete sidetrack I have to say you did a spot-on bungee bird impression (laughs) (laughs) I used to do this so my bungee used to go (laughs) and now (laughs) I mean, I know that doesn't sound like a budgie, but that was the little noise that he always made. And I would do it back to him and he'd repeat it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Man, I love budgie birds. They're so, so cool. So when we did our vocal warm ups when we were in the band, you think about your budgie bird all the time with our. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we did that, we crack up laughing. We couldn't get through it. Oh, man. I suck at those warm ups. And like my laugh is so. I mean, for lack of a better word, hearty. It's almost damaging to to my vocal cords, really. But I just can't help it. I mean, you can't change the way you laugh. <laughs> but no. when you're trying to do a vocal warm up and ultimately end up laughing hysterically, it kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I have a friend who laughs. Uh, it, it cracks me up every time. And I just, I love hearing her laugh. She goes, she goes, <laughs> and it kills me every time. And she's so cute and she's so sweet. And every time she laughs, I laugh just because she's laughing. I, I don't know. Anyway. I love that. Well, actually my friend Lisa who was in the theater with me also has that laugh that is so recognizable, you know, to the point where, um, okay, <laughs> when we were in high school, we did a play uh, at the drama festival called Booby and the Trap. And, uh, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and there was one scene where uh, when it, when my, my friend uh, was on stage and she was exiting the stage and we were at a different school performing it for the competition and we weren't really used to the layout and she fell down the stairs coming off the stage and of course I mean Lisa's like me it's like once we know somebody's not hurt falling is the funniest thing right (laughs) hilarious so Lisa started to laugh so hard and she has this very powerful very loud laugh and uh, that one of our one of our uh, colleagues, one of the other people in the play, shoved his fist in her mouth to shut her up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And I then one, like... Oh no, what? 
No, I feel like there's so, so much wrong. Like you probably can't even do a play now that's called booby and the trap and oh, well, then shoving right. your fist in a girl's mouth. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Different times, you know, <laughs> totally. but then, there was one, my first year at the theater again, we do the show and opening night, there was a, some reason a chair backstage behind the curtain that wasn't there ever for rehearsals. And when we were coming off stage, uh, me and another girl were dragging uh, a, a coworker off the stage, and he trips in the chair and falls over, wrapping himself up in the curtain, taking the curtain down with him on opening oh, night. Oh, no. And he's just lying on the ground, eyes wide open, like, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? This is a packed house. <laughs> oh, my God. And so in the next scene, Lisa's supposed to be upset and crying. And of course, she's laughing hysterically. So she used it to her advantage. And she starts crying. She's like, no! (laughs) 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 That became like the bit in the show was her outrageous crying. You know, that reminds me of the time that we were on stage together and I can't remember what the show was, but I was supposed to uh, back up slowly and me and another actor were supposed to just bump butts essentially. And we were supposed to go, oh, you know, not like, oh, you're here. And what happened was, (laughs) I guess I was like too into it or something and not realizing how fast I was going. So I bumped into the other actor and I rolled over him and just fell down on the stage with my skirt all the way up. And I I was wearing pink Panther underwear. (laughs) I mean, any actor knows that beige is the way to go when you come, when it comes to bra or underwear or whatever, you're just supposed to go neutral. And anyway, here I was, Oh my with god. Black underwear with pink panther heads all over them. <laughs> and I flashed the whole audience. Oh and then I got god. up and I bowed. <laughs> and everybody cracked up laughing. Anyway. Oh, so funny. Oh, comedy. I love doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many theater fails and maybe we should have a whole episode about that, but oh man, there's so many that I have. Oh, me too. We could easily have an entire episode on bloopers from the theater world. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure I'll yeah. have to compile the the bloopers that we have on this podcast and make that a whole other episode because there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's all we wanted to chat about today, unless you have any more stories. No, I mean, I'm sure I do, but none come to mind right now. Yeah, I have a few more, but maybe we can save it for a, another episode because we're already over... 45 minutes here yeah awesome so that's that's all folks <laughs> is that from Bugs Bunny yeah that's all folks <laughs> yeah you did it way better than I did <laughs> yours was accurate <laughs> awesome okay well then I hope everybody has a great day or night whatever it is wherever you are and until next time, don't, don't be talking. <laughs> <laughs>